What's up, everyone? This is Trey Van Camp, and you are listening to the Ministry Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Q and Trey episode number 11. I'm so excited here with my friend and church member, that's always fun to say, Harry Luge. What's happening everybody? Hello, nice to see you, nice to meet you. So actually, Harry, how long have we known each other? Um, Well, would you say like a year and a half? I would say close to two years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, (laughs) so we hit it off, I think we hit it off pretty good right away. And uh, I love your family, brother. I got to know his family, and I love his kids. And I got to be their youth pastor too for a season because I was still doing youth. And then I'm, you know, anyways, uh, it's been fun. Anyways, I thought it'd be fantastic to put him on for a couple reasons. Uh, first of all, I think he's a hustler. You do a lot. I love. Like I, f- I feel like a lot of what we do is the same of just trying to get out there, get reach as many people as possible, try as many different ways to like you know bring a bigger impact. And then we also both follow Jesus, so that's a big amen difference than what a lot of people do and so we kind of have that unique perspective anyways for the people who do not know who you are he's a country singer uh but explain your story who you are what you want to tell us (laughs) your whole life okay all right well uh grab some popcorn and have a seat no uh uh, you know, my family's been really blessed with meeting your family in the last couple of years, and uh, we've seen our walk with Christ grow. Um, we we really wish that we could be more obedient, which seems to be the, the toughest thing in your walk with Christ. And uh, we find that whenever we get into these challenges that, you know, we have to lean more into Christ, which... Uh, can sometimes be a challenge in itself and just realizing that, you know, like you said, you know, we're, we're uh, in different fields, but we, you know, chase the same kind of dreams right. where, you know, we want to grow our community and yeah. we want to embrace it and uh, do as much that we can to, to give back to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. sometimes the, the growth doesn't go as fast as you want it to. Amen. And you <laughs> so might say, yeah, it can be very frustrating and being patient is something that my family and I have a, a very, you know, big struggle with sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we can uh, finish a project, whether it be recording in the studio or uh, having a big show that's on the horizon and trying to capitalize on all the opportunities that you are there. You feel like you'll miss it, right? Yes. You and you feel like you've got to put, you know, so much effort into it. And thankfully my wife is, a, is, is the hardest worker on our team. Mm-hmm. And so then it, uh, it inspires me to, to work hard. And, uh, you know, we like being the hardest worker in the room, which today is really important. Um, I think it's always been important, That's but good. even more so today. Right. And, uh, you know, no matter what field it is that you're in, somebody, you know, wants to be the best in it. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully you want to be the best in it. You know, right. otherwise you're wasting your time in that but talent's field. talent's not enough anymore, you know? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know that talent was ever enough, but mm. it definitely isn't enough That's nowadays, good. you know? And, um, you know, drive is probably, I think, you know, in my field especially, being a singer is, is the smallest part of that. The singing part. That's the interesting. Singing, the singing part is like maybe a couple percent if I was a math guy. Right. But that's know? all people but, see. And that's yeah. so interesting you say that because with pastoring, it's the same thing. People are like, oh, you preach on Sunday mornings. Yes, that's a part of it. But there's also a, another large, you know, what other people, that's like the tip of the iceberg. People don't see all right. the other stuff. And even like with when I vlog, I don't vlog that part because it's personal. Like I'm dealing with people's lives. Like I can't tell people what I'm doing but yeah so much of it people will never see right and that's okay but yeah it it, it can be I, you know, I can't even imagine 
what your week is like because mm -hmm. of all the things that you do with all your vlogging. I sit there and watch your vlogs and I go, how does he have time to edit all that? How yeah. does he do that? I have a terrible marriage. But, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about you and, and everything that you've been doing. And it's funny, you know, when our family came across your family, it was at Cowboy Church. Right. And... Uh, um, we heard your dad speak, and it was because of a friend of ours was getting baptized and had Nancy, said, yes, right? yes, Nancy mm -hmm. Uptain, and we thought, oh, well, this is right down the street, it's in the evening, let's go check it out, this would be awesome. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we did, my wife and I just felt like we belonged there, mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, my, my children, you know, we have three children, and uh, like you'd mentioned them earlier, and Easton is our youngest. Yeah. Then we have Harley, <laughs> we have Harley, and we have Bailey as the oldest, and uh um, church wasn't something that was in my life growing up. So, um, you know, the last 10 years, my walk has really began. Awesome. Um, and the last few years, it's, you know, I've, I've tried to really focus more on it than mm -hmm. ever before. And uh, um, like I said earlier, being obedient is very difficult. So, you know, yeah. tithing and doing the things that right. you might look over and think, oh, well, that's all right. You know, we'll get it next week. Yeah, yeah. You know, those kind of things, they matter. Right. And, it, and you know, it all compounds, I believe, into something that is so much greater than anything that we even know anything about. That's good. And, uh, but... Can you um, preach for me this Sunday? Oh, yeah, right, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. You make me nervous, bro. Yeah. I'm sitting here. I was like coming over to your house. I'm like, I live right down the street from you, and I'm nervous driving over here. How's That's this happening? That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, you're going to make me cry like ESPN anyway. style. <laughs> that get good views, uh, so I don't mind you doing yeah, that. Yeah, right, right, right. No, anyways. Uh, but, you know, uh, I grew up a lot, you know, just like every other person, I'm sure, you know, and uh, or at least a lot of people in America where you grow up in a broken home, your parents yeah. get divorced, maybe they remarry. Maybe, like they're in my case, where my, my mom and my dad, they married each other twice. I know. Really, yeah. Yes, and, you know, so it's like uh, growing up in different ways. I went to a different school. This is a good one. Fun fact. A Harry Luge fun fact. Yes. I went to a different school every year from kindergarten till my senior year in high school. I never no went to the same way. school twice. And uh, Wow. So I was but always the new kid. being so personal. <laughs> well, right? Th like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like that you've used that for the positive. Uh, yes, I, I believe so. That's insane. Yeah, it was interesting. Wow. So I'd, you know, every every year I'd have that stomach feeling, not as bad as the stomach feeling as I came over to your house to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that feeling of, of insecurity and, mm -hmm. you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. And, and I didn't realize that, that Jesus had me stepping out of my comfort zone so early in life that I didn't realize was going to affect me later in my life. Yeah. And uh, still today, it's like, you know, my wife tells me constantly, you know, I've got to step out of my comfort zone. And, uh, you know, for us in our business, our business mm -hmm. is based so much in Arizona. And now trying to grow out and touch new markets, it's stepping out of our comfort zone. Right. And it's, uh, you know, taking gambles uh, that, you know, maybe we wouldn't have thought about taking in the past. But now we feel real confident that that's what, you know, God has us doing. So yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we, we love to to spread the word and, you know, to be a positive influence. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know. So when did you start? When, when did you start singing? Because you didn't sing your whole life, right? I, you know, well, I, you know, I know you sung in the shower your whole life, but like in front of people. <laughs> uh, well, you know, when I was five, I was singing at, um, the, they had this church uh, Christmas thing that had gone on and my mom had had me audition for a part and I was able to make it. So as I was nice. in the big performance, um, Dick Van Dyke was in the audience. No way. So then he was a member of the Scottsdale Bible Church. Then he came up and found my, uh, 
my family and encouraged my mom to put me into some acting into some different stuff like that. So, that is so cool. <laughs> so then I went around and sang uh, the, uh, at telephones, March of Dimes telephones with Dick Van Dyke yeah. singing songs like, ain't she sweet, see you walk. No yeah. way. Yeah, good stuff like all is the Mary Poppins songs. Somewhere I sure there? hope not. I'm going to look that up. I sure hope Insert not. Insert here. Thank, thankfully, that, that YouTube wasn't around back then. Dang but, uh, it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, that's how I got my start. And then I started working with a, an agency, and I was doing a lot of commercials, and I really um, fell it. into acting. That was my uh, no passion way. as a child. And up until junior high, I did a lot of national commercials. I was blessed with some really cool opportunities where I did Lewis Rich Turkey and uh, Captain Crunch Cereal and Slip and Slide. And, I had no uh, idea. A bunch of different things. But it was a really oh, neat cool. experience. And uh, um Awkward. Then someone's at my house. Uh-oh. Keep going. <laughs> Should we get that? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so that kind of evolved into a bunch of different things where um, I would do uh, theater stuff. Uh, I would do stuff at Grady Gamage where I do like a two week long play and uh, Sound of Music was one of them. But when I got into junior high, I wanted to do more athletic style stuff and mm-hmm. I wanted to be more involved in school. It wasn't, it was really awkward for me to be on TV and then to go to school and everybody be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You oh, know, so yeah. it wasn't junior something high, that, everything's it awkward. was a little awkward. So uh, I started doing more sports, started playing some b-ball. What's nice. up now? Yeah, but Let's, come I didn't on. even know dude, that Yeah, either. man, I was a baller. Let's brother. go play ball. I was a baller. I'm scared to play ball with you. You're dude. all legit. Uh, dude, you but, know it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I played basketball for, for a long time and then, uh, when I got out of high school, I didn't exactly know what it was I was going to do. And I knew that uh, I was gonna go to college. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, so I was going to Scottsdale Community College and I stumbled across the music department and this hunger of music was born again. And so I took those classes as kind of like just a blow off class, you yeah. know? I convinced my dad that it was a cool idea for me to have a, a fun class. Cool. And. Uh, um, when I was younger, I skipped a little bit here, but I'd taken that money that I'd made doing commercials and stuff. My father was a, a, a big entrepreneur, so right. he would put his hands and stuff all over the place, and he That's encouraged like my dad me. Too. Yeah, so very much so. That. That, yeah, very much so. And so he would encourage me to invest and do these things that I had no idea of. What I was like twelve. Yeah. Know? So um, I uh, bought a house. And I ended up living in that house. From uh, the money you made it is as a kid. Yeah, it's kind That of is funny. so epic. Yeah, so then uh, I lived in that house um, my senior year of high school, and my dad lived in Flagstaff, and I had roommates. And it wow. was kind of like a college setting, but still yeah. in high school. And then I went to uh, Scottsdale Community College, fell in love with music again. And at that time, I had a pest control company that I had started because you know, my father had you know, tried to you know, ingrain hustle. Yeah. Right? So uh, we had a, a pest control company called uh, New Tech Pest Control. Okay. And uh, so I was doing a route and I had all these different apartment complexes and things and I didn't really have a hunger for that. And, and it's tough work and, and I didn't really love it, right? And really, then when I, I really felt, bugs me. Yeah, it really <laughs> bugs me. So, uh, so I, I, I did that for a while and it was, uh, it's a very lucrative industry. So it's something that you could sit there and go, oh, wow, this could be awesome. Gotcha. But I was at the age where being lucrative didn't really matter much. It was more mm-hmm. of like a, you know, a love kind of thing for me, a passion thing. So yeah. I didn't have much passion for it. So uh, I sold the route, sold the company. And at that particular time in my life, which I think every 18-year-old person can relate to, they know absolutely everything and they really don't need any help, right? Right. So I was just like, oh, I don't need that anymore. Boom, psh, sold it. And I was like, I'm going to be a karaoke singer. That's what I'm going to do. And it was uh, brand new on the scene in 95. And that was, this is the year I'm speaking of. So right 1995. On. Um, that was a great year for me. Yeah. Was it? It yeah. was a great year for me, too. I was three years old, and that's Woo! like 
three year old. Bam! I always say everything good happened to me when I was three because that's my favorite number. There you go. But keep going. Yeah. So uh, um, I, my father had a nightclub, a little bar dive spot called Roosters that he had built in the uh, early 70s. Okay? Gotcha. And so I had gone over there. It was really close to our house. And um, I'd gone over there. I'd seen that they had this person doing karaoke. I was very intrigued to see what they were being paid. Then when I found out what they were being paid, I was like, well, I want to do karaoke. That's way more fun than, than spraying a house. I yeah. mean, this is my style right here. Right. right. So I sold all that stuff. I bought karaoke equipment, which at the time was very expensive. And I knew absolutely right. nothing about making music you know if okay. i was to sing it was singing in a theater or it was singing you know there was there was music that was you know being made and i was just singing so i didn't gotcha. I, did, I wasn't in the scene i didn't have like the band at school or the you know the garage band or anything i didn't even own right. an instrument so wow. um we so I, I bought all this stuff i started doing karaoke I begged my dad for shifts at the bar, mm-hmm. and he wasn't having it. He was very disappointed. When I told him, I was like, Dad, I'm going to oh, be no a singer. Way. He's like, you don't have what it takes to be a singer. He was like, you know, very against it. And uh, um, so, of course, I think that probably helped my drive. You. Yeah, you know. So then as, as it started to grow, and I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll do it without that. So I started doing weddings. I started doing parties. Well, at the time, I was uh, very close friends with a family called the Chiagos, okay. and they are um, – Tribal members, <laughs> tribal members in the, oh, cool. the Pima Indian Reservation, and they would have these parties at their compound, which is directly across the street from Scottsdale Community College. Right There's on. these houses that are right there. Well, they would have these parties, and I would go over there and I'd sing George Strait for hours for them, just on the karaoke stuff. You know? uh-huh. So we became friends, and so you didn't know how to play guitar at this point. No. No, wow! Not at okay. all. Not at all. I, I didn't really, you know. I, a funny story I'll share with you later about that. So you have to remind me when I get to the point of meeting my yes. wife. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, um, they had these opportunities. My dad was very close friends with these, this family as well, and uh, we ended up investing in a company that would haul all the trash from the city of Scottsdale to mm-hmm. the Indian Reservation landfill. And so I'm 18 years old. I have all these different projects going. I decide that now I'm going to be a singer. And that I'm going to focus my energy on being a singer. My dad is not having it. I start doing these parties. I start doing these weddings. And then I, I hear about this festival called Country Thunder and mm-hmm. how they're going to be out in a place called Queen Creek. So I get a vendor booth. And um, as at the vendor booth, I'm going to videotape people singing. And I'm going to sell them VHS tapes. Okay, no way. Of them singing karaoke at this you know, festival. And in the meantime, I'm going to sing in between and someone's going to discover me is my, my master plan. That's so cool. And so uh, nobody discovers me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, and as I uh, you know, get through the weekend, I realize, man, this is really a cool thing. I become friends with the owner of the event. They invite me to come to their other event in Wisconsin and to do the same kind of thing, except not sell videotapes just as an attraction, have karaoke and, you know, they called it a show. And I thought, okay, awesome. So my father at this particular time has become my biggest supporter. Oh, cool. Um, so within like, you know, probably two days. I'm just kidding. Right, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, he, he always wanted what was best for me. Yeah, you know? so once you figured and out you really were going to do Yeah, it. he was always right behind me. So we uh, loaded up my little uh, Tahoe van that I had, or Tahoe like blazer thing. Yeah. And hauled butt out to uh, Wisconsin cool. and did our first little road trip. Right and on. as we're out there doing this, uh, it ends up being that the the booth tent thing that we're at 
is the only side stage that has sound because the bands are supposed to bring their own production and they haven't brought it. Well, earlier I was telling you how I didn't know anything about the music industry. So when I walked into the Guitar Center, I just thought, okay, the biggest speakers that they have are the ones I need. Uh -huh. Whatever the biggest amount of you know this and that, I just that I just bought all this stuff that I really didn't need. But you at had the that time. Captain Crunch button. Yeah. So. <laughs> and so as I. Uh, uh, was there, I had all this overkill, so to speak. Well, it ended up being a blessing because the owner came and said, hey, we need you to move your show inside the, the beer garden. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I made it. Yeah. yeah I've been discovered. And okay. this was in 95? This or was 96. 96 now. Yeah, cool. so 96. So we go out and we uh, move the show over there. Ends up being fantastic. Everything goes really well. I have a ton of fun, make a lot of new friends. And now I realize I need a band. And so I've convinced my father now that you know, I can have shifts at the bar and mm. we put a band together. And so that was, you know, 96. And so then so cool. for, for years, um, I would, you know, try to travel. I would try to do all these different things. And I'd always have these other hustles because in the music industry, it's very difficult to make it. So uh, as an example, um, I would take and say, all right, uh, we would sell cell phones at a festival. Uh, I had a friend that was a partner with us on this, so he had a connection with these different lines of cell phones, whether it be mm -hmm. at the time before T-Mobile, it was voice stream, you know, right. and but you know, Dish Network and these kind of services, and then we would have exclusivity on the grounds to sell those signups for those particular products. Wow. And so I would do that during the day. Hey, yeah, oh, hey, get your free phone, get your free phone, you know, like selling popcorn at a game. So with that, would you say you're more of a salesman or like you, so like they say with entrepreneurship, there's like the branding side, like marketing, and then there's the selling. Which one do you enjoy more? I think I handle BS and PR way better than anything else. Okay. You know, so I would have to say the sales part than mm -hmm. the marketing. Where like in our business, my I'm wife. I'm terrible at sales. Oh, see my wife. See, but I love marketing. Oh, my wife is fantastic at marketing. She's yeah, fantastic she at, at branding so and all combo. these different things that, that I am not good at. And, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm good at is, uh, BS, is, and is BS and PR. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's, I think that's super helpful. I wish my dad's good at selling. Like he could just talk to anybody. That's how my dad is. I'm not. My dad could convince you that you needed it even though you didn't. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, keep going. I don't know if you lost your spot. No, man, not at all. No, so, along the way. you know, our, our, our journey's been crazy and I think everybody's journey really is. Yeah. And, you know, there's always, you know, challenges. There's always ups and downs and, and different things. And, you know, um, I, I went and before I met my wife, I was, you know, traveling around and doing all these things. Well, I came back and was singing back at the bar mm -hmm. and, uh, um, her mother and her stepfather would come out and see me sing and uh, apparently her mother was impressed by it mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and said called her up and was like oh you need to come down here to this place called Roosters and you need to see this boy he is so hot oh no way <laughs> right? and uh, she's like first of all my wife was a little bougie back then she uh -huh. was like First of all, I ain't going to no place called Roosters, and I haven't got ready yet. <laughs> and and uh, and her mom's like, oh, well, this kind of place where you don't have to get ready. You can just come as you are, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I'm deaf. Okay, fine. Let's go. So she comes down, and uh, needless to say, she wasn't impressed, Trey. Really? Not at all. And uh, That makes the story better. Yeah. So as I chased her for years. Um, years? It, yes. And then eventually convinced her to get a job at this place, okay? And well, I say convinced her. I probably had nothing to do with it, but I just want to act like Yeah, that. no, right. go for it. She's so not then, here to defend herself. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, then then we dated for almost, I think, I think a year and a half maybe where it was a secret, where she didn't want anyone to know that she was dating me. She didn't mm -hmm. want it to affect her tips. 
she didn't want gotcha. and, and all these different things and I was in love with her uh, from the moment there's no doubt about it so mm-hmm. as um, then we got married uh, in 2008 and uh, you know our, our the you know the last happy 10 years yeah thank you thank you so much so the last 10 years have been the best 10 years of my life by far That's awesome. and you know we've gone through some crazy losses and challenges of course which everybody mm-hmm. does and you know those things obviously test your faith more than anything yeah and yeah um, you know so it's like uh, when we we ended up at that time, like I was saying, we weren't really going to church. We weren't really doing those kind of things. And our youngest, um, Easton, would sit there and say, oh, he'd see these stickers going by on vehicles of you know different churches and what have you. And he'd mm-hmm. say, oh, we need to go to church. And I'd be like, I love it when okay. it's the kids that do yeah, that. Yeah, you know, and, and I thought, okay, well, I don't want to be the, the, the bad parent that doesn't, you know, right. do that, you know. So I wanted to know more about it. And then I remember our routine, you know how everybody has a routine and yeah. you kind of fall in it. You get in that comfort zone, yep, right? Exactly. So, um, I was in a comfort zone where I would still be at the bar because at the time, Tara and I were running the bar. Mm-hmm. I would sing at it. Again, I would handle the BS and the PR, and she'd do all the work. And yeah. So as I was singing, I would be there at night, so she would put the kids down, and then she'd come back over. Well, this one particular night, I needed to be there. And so um, I'm putting the kids to bed, and Easton says to me, are you going to say my prayers? And I'm like, you know, trying not to cry. Right. Just like I'm trying not to cry right now. Uh-huh. And and I say, oh, well, why don't you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I didn't even know how to begin it. Right. You know, and so then he's like, okay. So we sat there and we prayed. And I oh, thought, cool. I was like, wow, you know, there's there's something more that I need to know a lot more about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's that really got my fire going as far as, you know, interest and really wanting to learn more about Jesus and yeah, how, yeah. how to try to walk with him and how what cool. that was all about. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, we started going to church. Um, and at first it was like, you know, hit or miss. It was kind of like, it wasn't really a big, you know, part of yeah. our life, you know, but it was, it, every time we would go in there, I'd find myself just being rocked and, you know, and just being real emotional. And, um, you know, uh, when you go through a lot of different things in your life, whether it be watching people have drug addiction or watching people have, you know, uh, issues in life, whether right. it be, uh, you know, siblings or whatever, or, right. you know, dealing with those issues on your own, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's so many things that, that life throws at you that, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, there was that place where you could go and mm. you could actually build in community and, and, and share and live life with people. Yeah. You not know, hide it. yeah. And, and be able to, to, you know, to live life where mm. you can go in and say, man, I have these challenges oh, or, or whatever's going on. Hey, our family did whatever, or, Hey, you know, we lost our business or, Hey, whatever, all these challenges right. that, that went on and Hey, we, you know, my father passed and we didn't have good estate planning mm. and, Therefore, you're going to start over. And that was a challenge that we went through, you know, when my father passed and, you know, dealing with his cancer and, and all these different things that go on that everybody, unfortunately, has to deal with in life. Right. You know, every family is affected by it. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, so that was, a, that, was, that was a big part of our walk of, mm. of realizing that, you know, the, there, there was something to take from the suffering. Yeah. And, you know, something for us to learn from. It's funny, as a pastor, there's two things I'm always thankful for. One is brokenness, because it makes people realize, you know, like when they actually see it in their face. It's like, you were always broken, but there's something that happened in your life that made you finally just say, okay, I give up. You know, I love those, because that is what brings them to freedom. And I love kids, because kids constantly, I hear that all the time, where kids are like, hey, I want to know. We have one fa- uh, member at our church 
the kids uh it's when noah the movie noah came out mm. and he goes hey what's noah about and they were like uh he's like isn't that in the bible they're like yeah but they couldn't answer and they're like oh my gosh like my kids are asked so thankfully noah is the reason right. why they go to our church which is so cool oh, that's cool you know so like kids are all constantly a a way to wake up the parents you know what i mean yeah or, like sure. make them ask questions so I, I just get pumped about that so what's funny even for me i didn't realize you're on the scene for 22 years <laughs> Since like you know yeah, like Country right. Thunder, yes, yes. I've, I've been playing Country Thunder for many years. That's awesome. And, uh, it was really special this year to be able to be on the main stage again. Yeah, after not being on it for so many years. Oh, okay. And, uh, um, I was absent from the festival for many years, so last year was my first year back, which was oh, really cool. neat. Um, but yeah, Country Thunder was a really it was a big probably the biggest part of my career aside from roosters um right and the east valley clubs and and when my father passed you know it's it's funny how things work you know because at that time i really singing wasn't my my thing i was doing all these different things for my father's businesses right and um you know he owned the property that country thunder would be at and um so he we would handle all the food and beverage we would, my wife and i had a, a mm. small business there called moonshine willies where we would have events and special events and team building things and stuff that would go on on the weekends and uh, when my father passed and we ended up losing all those things we thought at least it, you know i, I got to be honest i thought i was like oh man what am i going to do you know i have yeah. no degree i went and chased all these different dreams and i lived this life thinking that i was going to work in the family business forever gotcha and now we're not Right. And, you know, we have three children, and what do I do? And and my wife, being as amazing as she is, she's like, okay, well, you're a singer, mm. so you're going to sing. And I'm going to go find a job that has insurance benefits, and we're going to start over. I was like, this is your plan. Nice. <laughs> and I, I didn't buy into it. And as I... Uh, like I like I mentioned earlier, I always had a hustle, and when you have all these different hustles that are going on, they uh-huh. take up your time. Yeah, and so then you're not you're unable to really give a hundred percent to the one thing that you should be. Right, right? and so two years ago, uh, actually now it was in 2015, really. My wife was like, you know, you're you're not focusing 100% on on this. It's like you're you're worried about getting your real estate license. You're worried about doing these other things to try to make a living to support the family, which is awesome. But mm-hmm. I really honestly think that you should just try this. You know, God's trying to speak to you and you won't listen. And and I'm like, okay, well, it was stepping out of my comfort zone. Yeah, It was okay believing that a guitar and my voice would be able to would help me as my tools to be able to provide for my family. And, and uh, you know, I'm here to say today that because of her encouragement and stuff that I'm able to do that, which is the biggest blessing That's that I've cool. had, you know, and, and it's just really amazing to have someone that believes in you more than you believed in yourself at that time. You right. know, it's like, I needed that extra push of, Hey, this is really, you're, you're not doing us wrong yeah. by, by chasing this dream. And, yeah. Supporting and, uh, you. So yeah, supporting it. That's something I've admired about you is, uh, you and your wife's relationship. Like I know a lot of people that is like working with your wife would never work, but it seems like you guys make it work, which I imagine there's frustration and some like oh, oh my goodness we're around each other I'm too sure long. I frustrate her more than yeah. she frustrates me but that's something I've <laughs> admired from afar for sure is like you know just how you're constantly praising you know appreciating her I think that's something that every man needs to learn how to do so thank you for that that's oh, good I, she, she I wish I could do more I, I feel I don't do enough nice honestly nice. Though, yeah yeah for real yeah it's uh she definitely changed my life you know I, I you know I'm not nothing else to say about that other than you know giving me a family Mm -hmm. you know bringing children into my life where 
you know, they love me and, and, and the, gave me something to be inspired for right. and to live for. And right. uh, it's really it's been a huge blessing. I don't know of anybody else who starts out with prayer like you do. Is there anybody out there? I, I don't know. How long have you been doing that? Uh, the last few years. Uh, it was probably uh, 2015, I want to say, that that, that, that that really, you know, started. Kind of like when you started to just go all in? Yeah, it was like one of those things where I, I you know. Yeah, why did you come up? Why did you start that? Were you scared? Was there any pushback? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. I, I, I'll never forget the very first few times I started to pray before a show, how nervous I would be on, you know, fumbling the words or, yeah, you know, what do you say? Things, yeah, so nervous yeah and, and, and especially, um, you know, it just it, it wasn't something that I was trying to do other than just to, to make – to, it makes me feel good. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know what it is about mm-hmm. it, but it's a, to sit there and to give thanks and to say grace. It's kind of like you know. I look at it Setting in a way where it's, yeah, it's kind of like for me. It's like I feel like I'm saying grace. You know, we're not all eating at mm-hmm. these particular locations, but we all are getting ready to have fun. Yeah, and it's kind of just like a little welcoming grace and a little bit of hey, let's all come together and let's you know give thanks and yeah, you know let's let's be friends and right. let's let's have a positive influence on the night mm-hmm. and let's make smart decisions but have fun. I think even. And, just that little thing helps develop, you know, you establish that culture from the start. I kind of think so. And I, I hope that's what comes of it. I hope that people will say, hey, I want to learn more about Jesus. Or, hey, I right. want to I want to see, well, hey, wow, that, this this makes, this, what a great vibe this made. Hey, mm-hmm. this was fun. And, it, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, that's just, I, I don't know. There's not really a, a thing that I can pinpoint on how it began or what, what right you know, it, but it was definitely the Spirit speaking to me and telling me, hey, you know, this is something that you should do. And um, I've... I just feel so good about it. And yeah. there's uh, fortunately there hasn't been anybody as far as venues or clients of ours that oh, have cool. asked us not to do that. Cool. And uh, you know, we, we start by saying a prayer and then we say the pledge, pledge and we, yeah, we try to bring it, you know, it's like, you know, I want to, I love the country that we live in mm-hmm. and I don't really do politics. I don't know much about yeah. a lot of stuff. You know, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just being honest, you know, there's there, you know, I'm, I may be a salesman, but that's that's a topic I can't sell. Gotcha. And, yeah. and you know, there's just something about it that I, you know, my, my wife, my family, they all, everybody, you know, is supportive on what it is that we're doing, which mm-hmm. is just trying to be positive, being thankful for, you know, the love and the grace that, that we have mm-hmm. of all these friends and, and family. Yeah. And, you know, being able to, to give back and show some love for our troops and for our right. first responders and our are people that are that are giving you our teachers, all these people that are that are public service, you know, right. in a sense, you know, that mm-hmm. are giving back to, to let them know that we love them, and uh, you know, that's cool. So with that, like, do you enjoy performing more, or making albums more? I would have to say, making music and creating music is by far the most amazing thing that there is, oh, cool. and um, I don't get to do it as often as I'd like to, just mm-hmm. because. You know, it doesn't, doesn't performing pay, like yeah, pay performing the bills, is how you uh, you know so you know get out singing there. at Chuck E. Cheese is how it works for me. <laughs> nice, you know, so it's like uh, yeah. you know that kind of thing is is uh, is our is our blessing because we get to go out and make new friends and people get to come support us, which is so thankful. You know, we're thankful for that. But uh, the the part that really gets me where I'm like oh all excited is when we get to say okay this particular week we're going to create music or we're going to oh, record fun. or this particular trip is going to be about songwriting or mm-hmm. you know trying to hone in on do you randomly craft. write lyrics like all the time 
I, I haven't been as often. Um, you know, my wife was just telling me just the other day how I have to start writing again where I go through these waves where, you know, like everything somebody says, you know, I pick up and I start, you know, just making little notes of mental notes mm-hmm. or on my notes on my phone. You know, my my phone notes yeah. app has so many song That's ideas and so many different things that come across. You know, I might be sitting there at a bar and somebody says something to me. Hey, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, oh, wait, wait a minute. Or I might be sitting in line at the you know grocery store and I overhear somebody talking because I'm nice. probably the nosiest person on That's the planet. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> My wife gets so frustrated with me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, but they're really interesting. Yeah. Like, Do you hear that? I start, don't talk to yeah. me. I'm yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and I think I learned that from being in the bar industry my whole life. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I I would always have to read the room. And there were so many years where I was the principal of the bar where, you know, if somebody was to get into a fight, I had to go break it up. If somebody was in there with an underage ID, I had to kick them out. If there yeah. was something that went on, whatever the goods and the bads, you know, oh, the toilet just got clogged. I have to go fix it. You yeah. know, whatever it was, I'd have, so I'd have to observe the room. And there was nights where we would have, you know, five to 600 people in a, a room that maybe was only set up to have 150. So mm-hmm. it was very, very packed. And, you know, uh, um, thankfully, now we're not involved with that. So if the fire marshal wants to come and get us. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah, it's too long, <laughs> man. Too long. So that's one of the things I really appreciate when I go to your concerts and, like, see you in action is because – so I grew up in the pastor world. You know, I am a pastor, fourth-generation pastor. So I've seen my grandfather interact with people. I've seen my dad interact with people. And then I'm constantly interacting with people. So something I enjoy is watching how you interact with people because uh, constantly, even in the setting where I'm in, like, people just say stupid stuff you know but you don't you want to still value them you don't want to put them down and so you just and like I think a part of what makes you successful is you're really good thinking on your feet and you know and you kind of like skirt the issue and like you kind of calm (laughs) everything down like sometimes people that would like the things that they would say to you like while you're performing I'm like but first of all, okay, they're probably drunk, so I'll give them that. You know, but like sometimes, like, what do you, you know, but I just, I don't even know if y'all want you to comment on that, but that's something like I ought, like when you did the signing on A Country Thunder, I don't want to equate this perfectly, but I was like, you're a pastor of these people. You know what I'm saying? Like they're looking up to you. They're like, you influence them and they want to talk with you. Now, I don't think pastors are up on that pedestal, but to an extent they, they are, you know, like interact like those are your people that you're like innocent shepherding does that make sense <laughs> i don't want to put pressure on it <laughs> yeah no pressure but that's what it looked like to me oh. like when i went to, in, in october when i went to the casey neistat event mm-hmm. in new york city it was casey neistat and a hunt uh what i think there's like 45 other like influential youtubers but what was fun for me to watch with casey is he was the pastor like at the end of the day everyone was mostly influenced by him and so it's so cool to see how he took that mantle and walked and made sure he talked to every single person cared for every single person because that goes a long way that's how you get to that position of influence you know so i think that's what makes you successful is you understand that and you don't see like from the vibe I get, you're not talking to people just to make your platform better. You just you actually want to like pour value into those people. I just want to make sure they know that I appreciate them. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the biggest thing is that I want to I want to make sure that they realize I want to be their friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't want there to and be they could have been anywhere else the, in yeah, the world. They could have. And they could have done anything other than stand in that line just to come say hello. Right. And to, to get a picture and to get a handshake or to get a hug, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it's like, you know, my wife and I, we always joke about how, you know, we're professional high fivers, huggers. Nice. And, you know, and selfie takers. Right. You know, that's 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 really what we we want to make sure I, I want to touch every person person's hand i want to be able to let them know that i appreciate them taking Mm -hmm. the time to listen to some of the songs and if i was able to touch 
them in some sort of way in a positive manner, man, that's awesome. Then, yeah, yeah. then I feel like I've you know accomplished what my goal is that I've set. And unless you show that you know and open up and be real, I yeah. think that I think that you don't really uh, get their full attention. Right. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, like, you sign autographs. When was the first time you signed it? Do you remember that first moment? I do. It was kind of funny. Um, I was doing a theater play. Um, and Wait, it, so you were five? That's I, what, I was really you've been, young. You've been signing yeah. autographs since you were five. <laughs> this is so great. I got to sign autograph yeah. once. I was in Malaysia, and everyone thought I was Matt Damon. <laughs> So everyone for three weeks, I was there in Malaysia, and I signed. Dude, I totally see the that. Whole time, uh, I looked awesome. more like Matt Damon back in the day, but uh, I'm fatter now. But anyways, I look just like him apparently to to the Malaysians. So oh, that was awesome. my three weeks of fame, and I loved it. <laughs> but okay, so when was the first time? Did you have to be like, oh my gosh, I have to figure out my autograph? Yeah, I did. And then uh, you know, it's, it's funny I, when I, I I didn't know how to sign an autograph, and I'd see all these people that I looked up to like Chris Ledoux or Neil McCoy or Tim McGraw or uh-huh. whatever in, at that era. And they would, they would, I'd watch them sign stuff. And I was like, Oh man, you it looks so yeah, cool. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, I don't really have a cool signature. It looks like more like I would have been a doctor, which is really what I always <laughs> wanted to be. <laughs> well, I but, noticed you're a lefty yeah, too. Yeah. I am a lefty. Yeah. It threw me off. I was like, when you grabbed it and all of a sudden, I don't know why it threw me off so much. I was, Cause I was filming. That's what it was. Uh-huh. And I zoomed in on your right hand and you didn't sign with I was like oh I need to go on the other side for this autograph so I would say and I know you probably downplayed a lot and that's actually something that's hard too like do you constantly feel that pressure of like your crowd size you know like you feel the pressure at all do you not care like well, I mean, you does always it affect, does the does the atmosphere affect you or you're like, I, oh, I, it always affects you, you know, and and you always want it to be better than the time before. Right. And you always, you know, want to meet expectations, which sometimes can be very high. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, I, I find myself nervous every time, every time before I go to do something that mm-hmm. is, you know, out of the, the comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I have, you know, I've been blessed with some opportunities where I go out there and I'm, you know, right before the show, I can barely sit still, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm eating banana after banana after banana. But you love it, but it's I love also... It. Yeah, but then the moment I step on the stage, it's like... That's gone. me with preaching. Like, sometimes I get nervous depending on, like, right. I actually just got invited. I'm going to speak in November to a uh, to all the pastors in Arizona the, of the Southern Baptist Convention. That's awesome. I'm, like, the lead. I'm like, what? That's I don't know awesome. how that happened. But that's going to be very nerve-wracking but so fun. That's you know? so awesome. But it's, it's like, scary before. <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, I just feel like with your life, uh, and, again, the, I like relating. Um, I feel like with, our, with both of what we do, people c- – people can clearly see is this working or not you know like a lot of people's lives it's like i don't know you know but like we can see is it working okay let's look at your crowd size right let's look at the metrics yeah let's let's look at how many followers do you have your analytics you know like how many subscribers do you have if you say you're successful no so like that's so how do you deal with do you how do you combat with combat that i'll tell you that's a big challenge that we deal with every day is that the platforms their algorithms change no matter what platform it is um, no matter how hard you you work it's always about content 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 so then what is good content what are you wearing out too much what are you you know then in our in our industry the music you know it's so important to have new music and you know as as uh these influencers that you speak of um you know we follow them as well and and we try to to learn because you know all of these platforms are for everyone mm-hmm. and there isn't just one way to be successful. So, right. you know, so what might work for you 
may not work for me or what might work for right. Andy Rogers band may not work for me or Kane Brown or whatever it is, but uh, little pieces of it may. So we find ourselves constantly trying to reinvent the wheel. You know a quote I like? I What's think it's that? Charles Spurgeon. He said, this is a good country too. I milk a lot of cows, but I churn my own butter. Mm. And so you learn from as many right. different sources as possible to, in order to create your own thing. That's awesome. Mic drop. That's, That's good. good. Huh? That is good. Good old Charles Spurgeon. Yeah. He's a preacher. But anyways. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah I just always know. trying to, to to reinvent, always trying to stay fresh and new. It's interesting you say that because I've been worried that my content's been getting like stale. Like, do I need to change something up? You know what I mean? Like, you like look at the views and you look, okay, is this working? Sometimes I feel like some things work for a season and then they don't. But like where I'm at, and I feel like we might be different just because you like this is your living. Me, this little is like a side fun thing. It's like, do I want to do things that are fun for me or that are more effective? You know, that's kind of the balance I always try to figure out. Man, that's a tough one, though. Yeah. That's because a tough at one. The end because of the day, sometimes some of the fun stuff right, might be more effective. It becomes fun. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's just something I've even just recently like, man, do I need to reinvent what I'm doing right now? That's hard to do because you get in like this this rut and you feel like it's working, but then you're like, uh-oh. So you've found success in just kind of like changing? and. Well, I, we don't really change the – what, just what, the platform. Yeah, it's it's more of just like okay, well, um, if we're gonna, you know, maybe we'll go live on on different platforms and not just Facebook. Gotcha. You know, we do a Facebook Live every Wednesday uh, at seven thirty Arizona time. Mm-hmm. And uh, plug plug plug. Yeah, plug plug plug. But uh, um, that's something that we've been doing um, consistently, and we've been real obedient with being able to do that every single week. Right. And, um, I try and to even do- like this week, you have every excuse not to do it because you just had Country Thunder. I'm tired <laughs> from filming it. I can't imagine you're got to be exhausted. It was a very but you very have to do it. Man. Like you've yeah. you, that you put discipline in your life. Yes, we have to. And, yeah. and and that's kind of what I felt has been the our strong suit mm-hmm. is that um, we found that in the bar industry that you know if you are consistent with the same kind of entertainment format that people can build upon that. If you're constantly gotcha. changing it, if you're like, oh, I'm hip hop this night and I'm country this night, right. and then you you can't ever build anything. So it's same thing goes for our sound. You know, we're very consistent with our sound being a 90s country or older kind of sound. Which I like way and, more. Well, thank you so much. And then, uh, you know, I, I try to stay consistent with the songs that I sing or songs that are story songs. They relate to my life. They relate to something that I can relate to. Do you know Fish in the Dark's my favorite song I ever? I love that song. And I get yeah. so happy when you play it. Oh, right. I'm like, yes! I like I get so happy. Songs like that that are fun. Yeah. You know, I love fun songs. I love to have a good time. I I, I love to make it so that it's a, a standing, bouncing kind of evening. Mm-hmm. I love to watch people dance. Um, you know, that's a you know, I'm a dance hall dreamer. So it's like, you know, being inside these places and having people dance, that's what it's all about. That's why they hire us to be there mm. and um, for them to have fun. You know, I, I've always looked at, you know, my career as being something where, you know, People come to where it is that I'm at because they've either had a rough day or they their day was fine maybe, but they want to have a great day. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to go in and they're going to visit with friends. Maybe they don't have a family that lives in that state. Maybe that's yeah. their family. Maybe they uh, want to go in and they just want to go and have a good time and dance with some friends and, and do some line dancing or do whatever it might be. Even mm-hmm. though I don't do any of those things, right. I know that they enjoy it. And so mm-hmm. we can sit there and play the music and, and know that we've put a smile on someone's face. Well, then that's what it's all about for yeah. us. I love it. So much, again, it's so, um, so much of what we do is the same. We're both trying to build a community, build a culture within that community, and just like bring life to people. Seriously, you know? That's yes. literally it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Do you enjoy the climb? Do you enjoy – do you – like I honestly thought you were overnight success, and it really encourages me that you weren't. 
like that's so helpful for me. Like I'm I'm two years Whoa. into my church plant, and I'm like I thought I'd be further by now. You know, I thought this would happen. I thought that you know, and I'm so thankful that and kind of what even just what you're sharing, God's working on your heart. You know, like what I always tell people, I want God to show up in the next 10 days, but he wants to show up in the next 10 years. If I wanted God to do everything now, my character wouldn't be able to meet that. I would I would crumble. Right. Anyways, but I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 what's what's really been exciting about our path and our journey and stuff that we've been taking is that Although it seems like it's, you know, it's always a struggle because mm-hmm. you, you always, you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, you want it to be better. You want it to. You, it's never you want, enough. It's, it's never enough. But, you know, the the part that's that's made it so exciting is that when you start to get a little bit of the, the and I wouldn't call it success, but where you start to see folks starting to engage mm-hmm. and to start to, you know, to, to give back to it and you go, wow. It's working. This is awesome. This yeah. is fun. Hey, somebody actually wants to hear me sing this moments. song. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's it's a real humongous blessing. And, and you know, it's like... Uh, I find that to be the most encouraging, most discouraging at the same time. Because I hear people, even like for my channel, like, this is the best part of my day. Like, this is so great. And then you think, great, this means everybody's going to love it. But then it's like, how come they don't all love it? You know what I mean? Like some people yeah. really love you and that just makes you think then this should be gold. But, you know, it just takes a long time to earn people's trust, I guess. And, and the struggle, man, for life. me, the struggle keeps me hungry. And, yeah. you know, and so when I when I get when I have that struggle that comes along and and we start to think, oh, man, I, you know, how come we can't have this song released now? As a, as a challenge that we have a lot with where, you know, we've actually recorded our album. The album's been sitting for about a year and a half wow. and we've been wanting to share it. And there's certain uh, obstacles that we have to get through, certain numbers that we need to hit socially, certain mm. things that we need to do to, to capitalize on the opportunity. Because once we let that out, then it's not new anymore. Yeah. It's and so, fresh again. yeah. So it's like, you know, and, and being patient for that has been a struggle that we've, we've had for the last year and a half and, and, gotcha. and to still stay hungry. Cause you know, we might reach a goal. We might say to ourselves, okay, well, if we hit 10,000 or whatever the number is, then we're able to, we're able to do it. Well, yeah. then, then the, the powers that be that are, you know, involved in the marketing, they mm-hmm. then say, Oh, well, you know, actually the way the things are going now, it's gotta be this number. And wow. we're like, ah! so then we got to go back and, and go back at it. So yeah. that's, that's been, you know, the struggle, but you know, the long shots and the underdogs, that's really what I've always been. Yeah. So it's like something for me that I embrace and, you know, I think like, I secretly love it. You and, know, like, and something like that you said in, in, in one of your sermons that I, that rides with me every day is, is that how, you know, I was, blessed to be burdened yes yeah yeah you're burdened to be a blessing. yeah that, that thing yeah boom, it bam. <laughs> i was like ah, i'm under the pressure i messed it up yeah. <laughs> click yeah i need to edit that <laughs> but yes yeah. and i think about that all the time mm. like you know how you know there's all the struggles whether you know dealing with my brother and, and him going through prison and his life that he's had to have in that manner and how to deal with that and, and broken homes watching my dad have five different wives throughout right. my life and and all the different things that would go in watching my mother and the different men that she'd have in her her mm. life and all the different marriages that would go along and the wow. siblings that are half siblings and how to deal with them and their families and their struggles and mm-hmm. you know how what it is to you know to have a family and how to how to provide for them and and then how to be in an industry where you're self-employed and it's all right. about you and it's all riding on you you better make that schedule and you better yeah. make sure that it happens and 
and you know the opportunities in an industry that is really difficult which what industry isn't you know yeah, so somebody can true. sit there and say oh well you're in a really tough industry well yeah so is plumbing whatever yeah. it is no, it that's doesn't so matter. good it's like it doesn't matter if you're handling I, concrete or yeah. if you're putting up two by fours or whatever it is that you're doing no matter what it is there's a struggle in that and that's you know good. and how much you embrace it and how much you love it is going to dictate where your success is that, in my yeah, opinion I love when uh, I mean I hate when pastors are like oh but this is such a hard job and, and part of it I agree because like we're fighting the devil let alone everything else you know but it's like you're so discrediting like what you're doing is hard and what, what everyone everyone has their own struggle everyone everyone so t- to try to elevate yourself is not helping anybody no. you know just kind of puffing yourself up but that's not really I have no puff no, I have no puff <laughs> Yeah, would you say, like for me, I don't struggle with pride. I struggle with condemning myself too much. Is that where you're at? Kind of like, or do you ever get like, oh, I'm a big deal? Or is I, I it don't, always I don't, like you don't I, I recognize don't. it and you're like, come on. Like some people are like, you need to realize like this is a big deal. You're like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. I'm always putting myself down too much. I, I You know, I don't know that. You used like an eight-cylinder word. I didn't really know what that was. <laughs> the, like and whatever. Condemn a I don't even know what that is. But <laughs> oh, I, 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 I know that. Uh, you know, I know that I'm not. I'm not cylinder. a cylinder. <laughs> I know that I'm not a very smart man, and uh, I know that Jesus has a plan for me, and yeah. I just continue to keep leaning into Him, mm-hmm. and I keep asking Him to, you know, to help me. And That's good. and uh, you know, it's I, every day when I go into the steam at the gym, I sit there and I try to to pray as long as I can. And it's it's uh, usually it's like a just a 15 minute section of just me just talking with Jesus, and and every once in a while someone comes in, mm-hmm. and and it, and that little awkward feeling of like hey I hope that you don't mind that I'm sitting here praying right now oh, so you it, pray out loud I pray out loud right and, on and, and and the, and the only reason that I started doing that is the last few years is because you know I remember asking you um, hey can you teach me how to pray mm-hmm. and you were like huh you looked at me like what do you mean and I was like well because I'm, I'm always so nervous when it comes time to pray in front of everybody mm-hmm. you know it's like I can sit there and close my eyes and speak and, and and not speak out loud and I can I can feel real confident yeah right but when I moment I'm I start sorry, speaking I out <laughs> yeah moment I start speaking out loud I, I almost freeze up and yeah. so it's like I've it's just my my little exercise I do I guess I could look at a mirror but well someone <laughs> yeah someone told me that they, like especially with prayer a lot of stuff like we try to over uh, we try to make it uh, way more complicated if you want to know how to pray just start praying you yeah, know if you want to you just start doing it and stuff happens you know but I'm sorry I. I dissed you like that. I don't remember that. You looked at me like I was crazy. You're like, well, man, well, you got I, to pray, man. You well, got to pray. No, I pray, think I think I was thinking, I've seen you pray. Like, what do you mean? Like, I, it was great. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, Well, I love listening to you speak. Our, my family has is, is really been so excited about the Heart Cry family mm-hmm. and, and what you've done with Passion Creek is just amazing. And, and, and I remember watching your dad speak for the very first time and us getting moved by it. And then... You coming in and filling in one mm-hmm. time at, at the at the Cowboy Church, and, and we we're like, oh my, look at him go! He has this energy about him that is just so fantastic. And and the kids they always loved when you were doing the youth thing that they would just come back. They did oh la 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 la, and they still do that with KJ. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like oh la 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 la, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so it was like they're always on fire about this, and and it was so exciting for us. So we thought, okay, well let's go check out Passion Creek. And back right. then it was the Heart Cry Gathering, right. so we would go down and we'd be part of the gathering and. I would watch you and, and it would uh, 
it would inspire me. I would sit there oh, and go, cool. wow, look at this energy that this, this young man has mm-hmm. and his knowledge of life and all these different things that you possess. And, and I'm just super excited for you. And I appreciate you having me Thank on your you. podcast. And uh, I love you and your family very much. And uh, it's just awesome to have a church family. Mm-hmm. And growing up in my life, like I said earlier, not having that kind of thing, I'm glad that I'm getting to witness that in my life now right. in my walk. Well, so, thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, I'm super proud. I love plugging you as much as possible. It's exciting. I, I just love, I get encouraged by you because I see the hustle. I see, you know, the ups and downs, even just from afar. And I'm like, yes, because I go through that too. And I just see, like, I love how you just push through it and you smile through it and you're excited about it no matter what happens. And you're just inspiring people, even though you really just, you know, I mean, that's how I feel at sometimes. Like, you'd rather go home and cry, but instead you're going to just keep pushing forward. Oh, I still know. go home and cry. <laughs> I can tell that. Don't you worry. I'm a a little misty-eyed crybaby. (laughs) So uh, last thing, and then we're done because we could go forever. Honestly, Uh I'd like to have you back on the podcast I would love to be here again, brother. Um, But what's the one thing you want my listeners to know that we haven't talked about yet? Anything, any plug? This is your time. All right. So I have a brand new album coming out. Keeping It Real is the title. Um, It's going to have 12 songs on it, and I would really love your support on Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is that you get music. Um, and appreciate it. You guys have a great blessed day. Definitely Spotify too. I'm a big Spotify guy, and uh, that's like the new thing that every artist has to make sure they have. It's Spotify unbelievable. Followers. Yeah. So just, help them out. Just what we need. Another platform. Follow them. I actually have friends, and I told them to include you. Thank they you. They have people where uh, they just play their music all night because they want to show them support. Oh. So they lower the volume and put yes. it in another room and just loop it. And they're like, I'm supporting them. And that, that really, that actually that makes is all a the huge difference. support. Oh, man, that's huge. Yeah, I'm like, you're a good person. So if we could get some of your listeners to do that, <laughs> yeah, that would be so awesome. Put it down, put another room, go to sleep. When you wake up, you listen to 12 hours of, well, that's a great night's sleep. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to Q and Trey episode number 11. This is Harry Luge. Make sure you follow him. I love you guys, and I will see you soon. <laughs>